Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Summer Breakfast with Sam Edmund and Simon O'Donnell. The Good Oil, the Cobram Estate, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil. Grown, harvested and first cold pressed in Northern Victoria. Great to have your company as we tick past 7 o'clock here on this Tuesday morning. Where is the year going? It's the 12th of December. Sam Edmonds, Simon O'Donnell, Scoob, opened up some milk before and the use-by date was the 24th of December. It's, uh, it's flying along. But Trav Bell's going to join us shortly as part of the McCafe menu. He is the bucket list guy. Why do you need to have one? What's good about having one? And the journey and everything associated with ticking it off. Uh, Peter Larkins is going to join us as well to discuss concussion developments that we'll get into in a moment. Clay Smith, Bulldogs Premiership player, won his first professional fight uh, in the boxing ring at the weekend. And we've got questions of that notice still to come as well. And you learn something new every day, Scoob, because I always thought Chicago was the windy city for obvious reasons. Mm. But as a couple of people have turned out, not true. While there was a tornado that blew through the city in the 1870s, got its initial term, the Windy City. It's mainly because uh, the locals are full of wind and the nickname stuck. Windbags. Windbags. Yeah. There you go. I'm sure I'm all over that. Well, there you go. There's a little bit of trivia for you, whether it's true or otherwise. Um, okay. Let's straighten up a bit because I think the news from yesterday, I mean, the concern over concussion scoob and the mandated changes and the class actions, they are like a train that can't be stopped. And they're heading towards contact sports all around the globe. I mean, that is certainly being felt here at the moment and none more so than yesterday when the AFL was urged to radically overhaul its concussion rules. The Victorian State Coroner has explicitly recommended that the AFL warn players about the risk of developing CTE from sub-concussive head knocks suffered in the game. Our uh, state coroner is John Kane, and he put 21 recommendations to the league as he leads an inquest into the death of former Richmond player Shane Tuck, who, of course, took his own life three years ago, just aged 38, a long battle with mental illness. And he was later diagnosed, as have a number of other former players in recent times, with severe CTE at a post-mortem examination at the Australian Sports Brain Bank. Now, the inquest yesterday heard Tuck was hearing voices telling him he was no good and that he'd been involuntarily admitted to a psychiatric institution even in the two years before his death. Now, John Kane said he accepted, and this is probably key to it all, accepted the medical evidence that limiting exposure to repetitive head injury reduced a player's risk of developing CTE. So not purely linking CTE to concussion episodes per se, just repetitive head injuries or head knocks in uh, 
in contact sport, which I think is significant and something that a lot of the experts have been demanding for, for some time. So 21 recommendations that we'll get to in a moment. I mean, I don't know where we go from here, but I know that we're going somewhere and it can't be stopped. That, that was the interesting part that you just mentioned. I, I think the the relationship of, of CTE to, to um, um, you know, uh, the unfortunate act of suicide, you know, where does that sit with, with, um, head tra- with concussions and head trauma? Um, what, what, what contribution is there, to, you know, when a person hasn't played any um, sports where he may have been exposed to constant head contact and unfortunately loses their life in, a, in an untoward, you know, a manner that shocks everybody and, and that's a terrible thing to happen. What is that association with CTE? Do, and that's the stuff I'm, I think the coroner is now saying is you know, we need to find out more mm. about what happens on this side before we say it's all that side's fault of the brain I'm talking about here. That's the that one that's been knocked about and one that one that hasn't through through trauma of, of playing sports. So I, I think there, there's a way to go. It's not a black and white area where there there is a a portion of blame and that's a given. I think there's a lot more research has to go into what the contributing factors are and to what percentage those factors contribute. And he wasn't mucking around with his recommendations. You can come along uh, on the ride with us on this, by the way. The open line's one three hundred seven three six seven three six, and the 40 Wings Tempers 0433981116. So he recommended the coroner, John Kane, that the AFL reduce full contact training by 2025. He strongly urged um, for the widespread introduction of accelerometer mouthguards, which obviously measure a player's exposure to repetitive head injury. That's the latest technology in that space. He urged the AFL to employ something they've resisted for a long time, actually, independent concussion spotters who would have the power to overall club doctors in if there was like an Aaliyah-Aaliyah situation Mm. um, at the Adelaide Oval this year and where a player should be removed for a game for an assessment. Um... They told, uh, John Kane told the AFL to better improve communications with players and their families when it comes to the risks of CTE, mandate brain testing of each player's um, brain at the end of each season, uh, develop and implement that baseline neurological testing um, so that the data can be linked to each player's profile to monitor any changes, of course, uh, improve and encourage brain donation rates, rates, and on and on it goes. So... The AFL has got, I think, 90 days to formally reply to John Kane's recommendations, but there are a serious set of mm. recommendations in there that uh, that will continue potentially to change the face of the game. And I, I think the, the game has to continue to evolve. I mean, it, um, as simple as this may sound, 30 years ago, a, a knee reconstruction, you know, basically was career-ending. Well, now, you know, you, you're back sometimes with the different methods that they can do it within six months and definitely within 12 months and may never have another uh, occurrence of a knee injury. And, and so often that didn't happen a long time ago. So, so ch- change, is, change is good. I suppose from just a, a personal, you know, fo- footy is, is going to cop the brunt of this and, and they, they need to you know, um, uh, deal with it as, as best they can and, and they will. But, you know, I, I've only experienced one concussion in the AFL of a family member of mine. And the reaction of the clubs and the doctors um, and the communication to the family around a, 
um, the concu- the person who got the concussion was second to none. It was mm. absolutely fantastic. So I think we, we, we can't look at the AFL and say their protocols are just no good. Their protocols are fantastic for, for where we are with the knowledge we have yeah. of CTE and its effect. And he did praise the AFL. We'll get to that part in a moment in the AFL statement in, in reply yesterday. Some 30-odd changes now over the last 20 years the AFL have instituted uh, as they continue to get better awareness around concussion. Brian's in Chelsea Heights on the open line. How are you, Bryza? Uh, hi, fellas. Uh, quickly, I was going to call about Kirios because I'm not a fan. I think I think he's a, a talented bully. But uh, with Shane Tuck, I'm a Richmond fan and watched him play a lot of football. And what happened was a, a, a genuine tragedy. But uh, don't forget, Shane, Shane also was a professional boxer. Mm. Yeah, and, and Brian, we get every time we mention Shane Tuck, we get a stack of texts, and this morning is no different. People saying, you can't blame footy, he did boxing. And look, that is true. At the end of his career, after his career, he fought five times. He was knocked out, well, severely at least on one occasion in the ring. And that was mentioned yesterday in the coroner's inquiry. But the issue is that we've had other players who have had no or limited exposure to boxing who have been diagnosed with CTE uh, post their passing. And that, that is Danny Frawley. That is the great Polly Farmer. That is uh, AFLW star Heather Anderson. So we can't just say because Shane Tuck took up boxing, he had CTE. It's, it's unfortunately not that simple, I wouldn't have thought. But in saying that, and that, that's where we get back to the relationship of CTE to, to normal life experiences, whether they be you know, family tragedy, financial tragedy, Whatever it may be, where where people get to a to a level of darkness where they want to um, say life isn't worth living anymore, mm. you know what are what are the the normal transactions of life contribution to that as well as football? That that's the balance probably I'm looking for is to say well, because you're a footballer doesn't mean you're not going through any of the other yep. life experiences that cause people unfortunately to go to dark places and take their own lives. So, you know it, it, it's that needs to be explored in in my mind so much more because that they are not exempt from normal life pressures. Well, in many cases, they're more exposed to them because they're going from a very different life, like a lot of professional sports people, to then an abundantly normal one like that. Mm. Like when the guillotine comes down on some of these guys and their their careers, and they get to their thirties or it comes in their mid twenties and the primes of their life. And they haven't thought about what they're going to do next or they're not ready for the next phase of their life. And then they plummet into, as we've seen, regardless of concussion, that can lead to all sorts of issues. So this is what the AFL Players Association do so well though, is preparing these men and women for life after the game. Um, and by the way, we should point out Lifeline. The number is 13, 11, 14, as we can continue this conversation. The AFL have got, as I say, 90 days to, I guess, formally respond to, to uh, John Kane's recommendations. Um, the AFL General Counsel was in court yesterday as well. And the inquiry did praise the AFL's research and concussion spotting system. The, the league statement, Scoob, it said, uh, the AFL continues to prioritise the health and safety of our players at all levels of the game. We will now take time to formally review the recommendations. The AFL has a team of people specifically working on initiatives to improve brain health in our sport. And the AFL has already made more than 30 changes to on-field rules and match review and tribunal guidelines over the past two decades to further protect the head and annually updates the AFL and AFLW concussion guidelines to improve the response to head knocks in our game. 
The AFL is constantly investigating further changes and initiatives that involve technology and equipment trials and exploration of concepts that are directed towards protecting the health and safety of our athletes. The reduction in contact training, though, in a couple of years' time is what got the headlines yesterday. Mm. It, it is alarmist, um, but that was one of the recommendations that came from John Kane. So, so where do you go from those recommendations from the coroner? Um, the AFL have 90 days to respond to those and, and put in train how they can gather data on the effect of contact well, there's a whole range of different recommendations there. and They merge from the technology side of things to the research side of things to the identification side of things. But is that now given? To the style of game. So, well, I'm not sure. I don't think they're ordered to do it at the moment. They are, as I read them, recommendations at the okay, moment. So, so to, to, to take up one of those recommendations, they say, okay, we're going to monitor X amount of players as we train now. We're going to monitor them and their brain health over a certain period of time correlate the data and and then say this is what we've found with contact training I would have thought and, the baseline yeah I mean I would have thought the baseline testing would have been a good thing to do like every player could have a a, a a concussion passport so to speak or a brain health passport so to speak where they can monitor changes and if those changes are concerning then they can but, step but, in and act so what contributes to that, that brain changing is it only the contact that happens in sport, or is it normal life's pressure? Well, they're, they're questions I cannot answer. And a lot of people coming through with similar questions. Do non-athletes ever get tested? Well, you can't test for CT while you're alive. That's only done um, after death. Has someone who has never played sports developed it? Are some of the questions coming through as well? Doc Larkins is going to join us. I'm not sure if he can answer these questions or not, but he will join us after the break. You've got a question for the doc. Drop it in the 40 Wings temper. Inbox tray, 0433981116. SEM Breakfast for Melbourne Airport Parking. Nothing beats... They're terminal parking and you can book online. Magnificent.